0: This week, the death of the world's most wanted man.
1: The United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden, the leader of al-Qaeda. The death of bin Laden marks the most significant achievement to date in our nation's effort to defeat al-Qaeda.
2: The world is a better place, incomparably a better place, without him in it. I know that God threw that man's soul into the depths
3: of hell. The FBS
4: yes. Cibrex. Headlines. A former minister is calling for a commons vote on whether to pull British troops out of Afghanistan. Dennis McShane says the killing of Osama bin Laden means MPs should be asked whether to continue what he calls the sacrifice of British lives. Meanwhile, the Archbishop of Canterbury has said he's very uncomfortable that bin Laden was killed when he was unarmed. Dr. Rowan Williams says he's not sure justice had been done in the US operation. A man's admitted killing a woman in Bristol over Christmas last year. Vincent Tabax admitted the manslaughter of Joe Yates but denies murder. He'll go on trial later this year. International talks have been taking place through the day on financial aid for Libya's rebels. Meanwhile, Denmark and the Netherlands have both denied claims they've given the rebel group official recognition. Soldiers have been helping to fight wildfires in mid-Wales. They've been called in to help tackle blazes in the Brecon beacons. In Lancashire, firefighters have now spent six days dealing with fires at Belmont near Chorley.
0: It took 10 years to find Osama bin Laden and 40 minutes to kill him. We woke up on Monday morning to news that the world's most wanted man, the face of the enemy in the so-called war on terror, was dead. So, will the world change now he's gone? We're devoting the whole of this week's sit-rep to the implications of bin Laden's death. First, Paul Osborne on the daring raid on his compound in Pakistan. His report starts with
1: a dramatic announcement from the White House. The United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden, the leader of al-Qaeda, and a terrorist who's responsible for the murder of thousands of innocent men, women and children. It was the news Americans waited 10
5: years to hear, and in New York and Washington, the crowds came out to celebrate. Shortly before midnight, US time, President Obama explained how years of covert surveillance had
1: finally paid off. Last week, I determined that we had enough intelligence to take action and authorised an operation to get Osama bin Laden and bring him to justice. At my direction... The United States launched a targeted operation against that compound in Abbottabad, Pakistan. A small team of Americans carried out the operation with extraordinary courage and capability. No Americans were harmed. They took care to avoid civilian casualties. After a firefight, they killed Osama bin Laden and took custody of his body.
5: That body was buried at sea, the president insisting bin Laden's Muslim traditions were respected. Charles Wolfe lost his British-born wife in the Twin Towers. Our American guys went in there, looked him in the eye, probably said a couple of choice words and shot him in the head. I know that Catherine is in heaven right now and she's looking at this and she has a feeling of satisfaction too because I know that God threw that man's soul into the depths of hell. Navy SEALs were dropped by helicopter at a compound close to Pakistan's main military academy. The raid was kept totally secret, Obama only telling Pakistan's leaders after his forces had left the country with bin Laden's body. The president was watching live video of the operation from the White House Situation Room. His chief counterterror terror advisor, John Brennan, was there too. It was probably one of the most anxiety-filled periods of time, I think, in the, the lives of the, the people who were assembled here yesterday. The minutes passed like days, and uh, the president... Uh, was very concerned about the security of our personnel. Uh, That was what was on his his mind throughout, Uh, and we wanted to make sure that we were able to get through this uh, and accomplish the mission. In Britain's support for America's raid, the Prime Minister says no one should shed tears for bin Laden.
2: This man was responsible for literally thousands of deaths, including deaths of many, many Muslim people and many British people. So we should remember that. And the world is a better place, incomparably a better place,
5: without him in it. And after years of fruitless searching for the world's most wanted terrorist, some relief for Tony Blair.
2: I think everyone wanted to hear this as soon as possible after 9-11 happened. Um, And it has taken a long time. But what this shows is no matter how challenging and difficult and how long it takes um, people who commit these acts of terrorism who kill deliberately large numbers of civilians
5: totally innocent people you know, we are going to carry on until the job is done pakistan's security services admit they're humiliated Bin Laden was able to hide successfully in their country for years.
2: Clearly, more questions are going to be asked over the coming days, uh, but we should be focused here on what's in our national interest, and we should be backing the democratic forces in Pakistan, because it's in our interest that that country succeeds, not least because the impact on us, if, if it doesn't, is, is clearly so great.
5: But the raid could test relations between America and Pakistan. U.S. officials say they kept Islamabad in the dark over fears Bin Laden could be tipped off a claim that's angered Pakistani officials. And while the man who became the face of global terror is no longer around to taunt the West, there's no doubt the danger
1: remains. For over two decades, bin Laden has been al-Qaeda's leader and symbol and has continued to plot attacks against our country and our friends and allies. The death of bin Laden marks the most significant achievement to date in our nation's effort to defeat al-Qaeda. Yet his death does not mark the end of our effort. There is no doubt that Al-Qaeda will continue to pursue attacks against us. We must, and we will, remain vigilant at home and abroad.
5: The tighter security is meant to protect against revenge attacks. When and where they might happen is the new threat keeping intelligence officials awake at night.
0: Paul Osborne reporting. To discuss the implication of Osama bin Laden's death, I'm joined by BFBS's defence analyst Christopher Lee and also by Paul Rogers, Professor of Peace Studies at the University of Bradford. Hello to both of you. Uh, Christopher, what was your first reaction to hearing the news of bin Laden's death?
6: I think it was unease. Um I don't sense? doubt uh, what David Cameron was saying, uh, that we shouldn't doubt that he was an evil man, etc., and the world may be better off without him. But my sense of unease was that this was an assassination. And in theory, we... in you Well, know, to the, get
0: him and to, bring, to just, bring him to justice is what the president said, wasn't it?
6: Well, yes, but that's a form of justice. And uh, you know, it came just a few days after uh, Gaddafi's fourth son uh, uh, was killed. And obviously the target was Gaddafi. And there's something in me which says, um, I thought we'd decided at the end of the Second World War and how the Nazi war criminals, as they turned out to be, went on trial. I thought we decided that that's actually how we did things. But this was something in my mind. You know, Osama bin Laden, Gaddafi is next, we'll assassinate him. And then is Anwar al- al-Aki next on the list? But
0: would it ever have been possible to take Osama bin Laden out alive in that situation?
6: I don't think they probably want to. You can imagine having, where would you put him, what sort of trial would you put him on? Although there is, there is, I think, still uh, registered in the, uh, the court in, uh, in Washington, D.C., uh, a crimes against him and he's indicted and, uh, and the American government are actually going to have to go to the court and say we offer no information uh, I, I, uh, information about this, no evidence about this they'll have to sort of stand stand that whole thing down no it's this sense of you know are we are we are we in a in a new mood uh are we supporting something which i would call assassination and made me feel very uncomfortable.
0: Certainly an interesting time. Professor Rogers, were you surprised by where Osama bin Laden was in this huge compound in Pakistan?
6: I
7: was surprised. I think most people thought he would have been in hiding in north or south Waziristan. A few people said almost waggishly that he'd turn up in some sort of apartment block in Karachi. But to be in a compound in the heart of a garrison town, uh, quite close to the Pakistani equivalent of Sandhurst, Uh, was a real surprise. Overall, this was obviously hugely important from the United States perception because he'd been regarded as public enemy number one for about ten years. Interesting, Imola was public enemy number two and he's still at large. But the issue really does concern the manner of what was done, and I think there's a very strong argument that if bin Laden could have been captured and put not before a U.S. court but before an international court and treated basically as a huge but necessarily common transnational criminal, I think it would be far more likely that he would not acquire the kind of martyrdom status which, sadly, he's now going to acquire.
0: Mm. Well, the location of bin Laden's hideout, not far from Islamabad and close to a major military academy, as you said, is highly embarrassing for Pakistani officials. But so is the suggestion from the US that they couldn't trust Pakistan with advance information about the raid. That claim infuriated the country's foreign minister, Salman Bashir
6: of all the al-Qaeda key people who were uh, picked up, arrested. It was done by the ISI, by our intelligence over the past years. All the significant people who were picked up who were picked up from Pakistani cities. Most of these things that have happened in terms of success in, the, in what is called the global anti-terror, Pakistan has played a pivotal role. So it is uh, a little disquieting when we hear comments uh, like this.
0: Professor Rogers, do you think America was right to keep Pakistan in the dark?
7: Within the terms of what we know about the operation and the nature of the compound and the rest, if they were intent on getting bin Laden, killing him or possibly capturing, they probably had no alternative but to keep the Pakistani authorities in the dark. Uh, Pakistan has a very different world view to the United States to some extent in relation to al-Qaeda, even more so in relation to the Afghan Taliban. They simply do not see the things the same way. And there will be many people actually in quite high positions in the inter-services agency who are actually quite sympathetic to bin Laden even now. So I don't think the U.S. had any option but to do that in its own terms.
0: We obviously have reservations about Pakistan's leadership, but, but there is no real alternative, is there, to keeping them on side long term?
7: No, and it's it's very interesting why we have all these tensions. Both um, President Obama and Prime Minister Cameron have made it very clear that essentially uh, he is going to they are going to maintain relations with Pakistan. They don't really have any option. But it's very difficult because the, the two groups, the West and Pakistan, do see things very differently in relation to Afghanistan.
0: Uh, Christopher, Salman Bashir has also threatened military consequences should any country stage a similar raid in its territory in the future. How is this going to affect the relationship between Pakistan and America? I
6: don't think what he says will affect the relationship.
0: The events? Uh,
6: no. Uh, three weeks ago, the head of the uh, Pakistan Army and the head of the Pakistan Intelligence Services went to Washington they had discussions then on the location, this is three weeks ago, on the location, possible locations, of, of Osama bin Laden. They had discussions where he might be quite close to where he was, in fact. While they were there, they said to uh, the, uh, uh, Robert Gates, the American Defence Secretary, and also to the director of the CIA, stop these predator raids... It's being difficult for us. You are intruding on our land. Also, you've got to get at least 150 CIA operatives out of Pakistan. Now, that's the level of the discussions that have been going on at the moment. I think this morning the foreign minister of Pakistan uh, was saying... What he had to say, he was saying... It was just, largely... Is it just
0: diplomatic manoeuvring, basically? Well, what he, ha- he was having to say it
6: for his own p- p- uh, audience at home. But that was the truth of it. You know, look, Somebody's going to look back and find the record of what actually was said in Washington. And then we will find the truth of this. And we'll also find the part that Pakistan actually did play in suggesting that the president's people were on the right lines.
0: All right, gentlemen, stay with us. Sit Red
3: with Kate
0: Still to come this week, what's bin Laden's worldwide legacy?
3: The killing of Osama is clearly a major step forward in the counter-terrorist mission, but the the challenge of trying to stabilise Afghanistan is still there, as President Karzai does actually know.
0: The failure to capture Osama bin Laden in the years after 9-11 became a source of embarrassment for America, despite the tough talk from the President of America, President George W. Bush, and his Defence Secretary Donald Rumsfeld.
5: There's an
6: old poster out west, as I recall, that said, wanted, dead or alive. He may be dead, he may be seriously wounded, he may be in Afghanistan, he may be somewhere else.
0: Indeed, at times it seemed the West had forgotten about the search for bin Laden. Earlier I spoke to Richard Ottaway, the chairman of the Commons Foreign Affairs Select Committee and a former member of the Intelligence and Security Committee.
8: We've been looking for a long time and obviously I think people may have, more or less forgotten about him. Um, But uh, I was always conscious that the intelligence services were maintaining an interest in him and I suppose logically um, sooner or later he would be caught because in the modern technological world we live in it's virtually impossible to remain completely lost.
0: How embarrassing was the failure to capture him over the past decade?
8: Well, um, I don't think anyone, there's no political consequences of it. Um, The intelligence services were obviously um, keen to do it and obviously would would have been disappointed over the years that they hadn't succeeded. But this was a painstaking intelligence operation, primarily by the United States uh, intelligence services, over several years. And I have to congratulate them on the way that, that bit by bit they put the jigsaw puzzle together and eventually came up with some hard information.
0: How do you interpret the operation? Was it a targeted assassination or was it a capture operation? Because the implications are immense, aren't they?
8: I don't think um, we can speculate too much about that. Um, clearly, their objective was to uh, take, uh, remove uh, Osama bin Laden from the scene. Whether he was evading capture, whether he was unarmed, all these things are speculation at the moment. Um, uh, they, uh, the troops on the ground obviously concerned about their own safety um, and presumably they would have been under some orders uh, in advance they would have discussed this and I don't think we can really speculate what those orders would have been
0: How comfortable are you with the international praise for what's happened?
8: Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I think this is an important step um, in the battle against international terrorism Um, Al-Qaeda have been a dominant force over many years. uh, In a a way, they've more become an ideology than anything else. And to actually push it back, I think, deserves congratulations. And I I don't distance myself from those who actually praise the operation.
0: And what action do you think we should be taking now to capitalise on bin Laden's death?
8: Well, the the immediate concern the real British interest is a neat and tidy exit from Afghanistan. We have said that we want to have the troops out by 2014. We are working hard to build up the capacity of the Afghan army and the Afghan uh, police forces out there. But at the same time, it's important that we try and negotiate some sort of peace with the Taliban. And I think actually seeing al-Qaeda, who it is important to note are not the Taliban, but seeing al-Qaeda push back, I hope we just send another message to the Taliban that they can't go on fighting Um, forever, and that it is in their interest to do so. And so I hope that the United States will try and put out feelers to the Taliban. I know we want to, and I hope that the Taliban will respond. And I like to think that this move, the removal of Osama bin Laden will actually help in that respect.
0: Security has been tightened around the world after the raid. How worried should we be about possible revenge attacks?
8: Well, we only have to listen to the Metropolitan Commissioner here in London, uh, who has warned us all to be very vigilant and that a attack is likely. And that is, I mean, we've been on this um, threat level for some time, and we're only one down from the highest uh, possible uh, threat level anyway. So we are already on alert, and we have to remind ourselves that um, extreme vigilance is is required, as Um, al-Qaeda operatives around the world will, will be wanting revenge, of that being no doubt.
0: Richard Ottaway, who chairs the Commons Foreign Affairs Select Committee. It was the Taliban's refusal to hand over Osama bin Laden that first led Western forces into Afghanistan almost 10 years ago. So you might think his death could mean an earlier withdrawal from the country. But what impact will it really have in Afghanistan? Michael Semple is a former head of the EU's mission in Kabul
3: there have been two missions here. There's been the, uh, the counter-terrorist mission, which has been focused, in a sense, on the you know, the threat abroad, uh, terrorist base in the region and uh, threatening the United States and, and elsewhere, uh, and the, the mission to try and stabilise Afghanistan. And now both of those missions continue. The, uh, the, the killing of Osama is clearly a major step forward in the counter-terrorist mission, but the, the challenge of trying to stabilise Afghanistan is still there, as uh, President Karzai does actually know.
0: Professor Paul Rogers is still with me. Um, Professor Rogers, will Bin Laden's death have any significant impact in Afghanistan?
7: Yes, it will, mainly in relation to American domestic politics. Barack Obama already wanted to start a serious withdrawal well before next year's presidential election. One of the things rather holding him back was pressure from the right wing, who was saying there is still the very clear link between Afghanistan and al-Qaeda. That probably wasn't true, but that was a view within the United States. Now that bin Laden has died, has been killed, it is easier for Obama to say there is a disconnect between al-Qaeda and Afghanistan, and quite probably even speed up the withdrawal. So in that respect, I think it could make uh, quite a major change.
0: Well, on the line is Colonel Richard camper former commander of British forces in afghanistan Uh, colonel kemp thanks for your time today we've heard suggestions on both sides of the atlantic that bin laden's death could speed up withdrawal from afghanistan is that a good idea
9: um well i think what we have to do first is is to um rather than to give opinions or make um decisions on this now we have to wait and see what exactly what the impact on al-qaeda and their associated extremists this death will have in my view won't have any significant immediate uh, impact it might have the effect of undermining um, the future uh, capability of Al Qaeda to garner support, both financial support and practical support. And of course, Al Qaeda has been for a while a declining organisation anyway. This just further weakens it. I think one thing we shouldn't forget, which I haven't heard people speaking about so far on on this programme, is um, we're not we're not uh, Afghanistan is not just about the Taliban. It's not just about Al Qaeda. It's also about Pakistan and Pakistan itself faces a very, very serious insurgency, um, which, um, you know, the the potential for that insurgency to gain momentum and gain strength, and it's a very dangerous insurgency now, from from a security vacuum in Afghanistan. In other words, if we withdraw before the conditions are right to do so, I think the potential for strength to be gained in Pakistan is great, and it doesn't need me to remind everybody, all of your listeners, that Pakistan is a nuclear-armed state, and the prospect of nuclear weapons falling into the hands of, is, uh, is, you know, is, is unthinkable.
0: That said, how do you think we should be reacting or capitalising on Bin Laden's death with the situation in Afghanistan? Could we use it, for example, to put pressure on the Taliban to negotiate?
9: Well, I think it already will put pressure on the Taliban because um, the, you know, this is a very visible sign of the West and in particular the United States' strength, an indication that um, you know, even after 10 years of, of dead ends and false trails and disappointments, the US has not given up, has not has not stopped hunting and using every possible means and uh, resources at its disposal that it can to, to find the man. And I think that is a, a an indication. You know, Bin Laden himself used this um, this term. He spoke about a strong horse and a weak horse. And if people see two of them, they will favour the strong horse. I think you know one can't underestimate the psychological importance of, um, of, of 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 military strength and that, and as well as you know sort of. Political and moral strength. I think I think the US and the West have demonstrated that in this. And I think that will have an, an impact, some kind of impact on the Taliban.
0: You mentioned Pakistan and that we shouldn't forget uh, what's happening there. Of course, we can't, but it is key, isn't it? Resolving the situation in Afghanistan.
9: It, it is. It, it's 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 critical, and 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 it's, it's you know it, it must be the focus of our efforts. But it's not good enough just to say, you know, and as I'm afraid that many people will seize upon Bin Laden's death and and decide that, you know, we can use that as an excuse to thin out and, and, to, and to withdraw our forces early. But that that is not acceptable. What is, what, what is essential is that we develop the situation in Afghanistan where we can decently withdraw the objective. I've heard one of your speakers earlier on saying that, you know, our objective is an orderly withdrawal from Afghanistan. That's not our objective. Our objective is to bring the insurgency under control and hand it over, hand over the management of that insurgency to the Afghan government. Now, in my view, our forces in Afghanistan... Uh, and the american forces and others are doing an absolutely spectacular job and are, are defeating the taliban they are beating the taliban at this point partly as a result of the huge u.s troop influx but that's not the that's that is not the solution to the problem the solution to the problem is to have an afghan military that's capable of taking it on and whatever people may say i don't believe we're anywhere near that yet and secondly an afghan government that lacks that is sufficiently non-corrupt and has the capability to run it. Now, we've seen time and again, we've seen that is not the case, and we're nowhere near that right. either yet. And finally, I think the third major ingredient is to, uh, to, 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 for Pakistan to cease to provide all of the support, not just a safe haven, but practical support as well to the insurgency in Afghanistan. And mm. again, there's no real indication that that is happening either. So I think those are three major areas that do need to be significantly improved to complement our fighting forces' effectiveness.
0: All right, Colonel Richard Kemp, thanks for your time today. Thank you. So, the man who created and led Al-Qaeda is dead, but his organisation remains. However, Western intelligence agencies suggest Al-Qaeda has fewer than 300 members, mostly under siege in Pakistan and Afghanistan. So, how serious is the threat, and what will Al-Qaeda do next? On the line is Michael Stathis, Professor of Political Science and International Relations at Southern Utah University. Profe- Professor Stathis, thanks for your time today. Symbolically, how important is this for America?
3: It's huge. Uh, for most Americans, uh, this is a form of uh, ultimate retribution and justice. Uh, and for others, it's uh, the, perhaps just simply the beginning of the end of a war of the war on terrorism. But it, it's still a major event. And when we look at this from the perspective of uh, President Obama and the Obama administration, it may it may well be the defining moment of that presidency.
0: Without Bin Laden, is there an Al Qaeda?
3: Yes. Um, The temptation uh, for many Americans, I think many people uh, across the globe, um, uh, is to look at this event as a game-ender. It's a game-changer, I think. Um, I I think that uh, uh, events are going to change uh, dramatically from from this point on, but to suggest that... uh, 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 all of the different uh, break-offs and offshoots of uh, al-Qaeda and uh, uh, some other uh, terrorist groups that uh, were spawned, I think, in the shadow of Osama bin Laden. Uh, that's going to continue for a while, and uh, to underestimate that could be incredibly dangerous. Uh, but I, I, I think everyone is taking that uh, uh, in stride, and uh, we are looking at uh, the death of bin Laden uh, uh, for what it really was. It, it is a major step, I think, in, uh, in terms of ending uh, the war on terrorism.
0: Christopher, but, Lee, where don't do go you...
3: too, but don't go too much further than that.
0: Christopher, where, where do you think the death of bin Laden leaves al-Qaeda?
6: Um, Al-Qaeda, in some senses, which was formed in 1988, was only one of many militant groups... But it was the key. It was the symbolic thing. And therefore, it was important, as Michael Stathis says, it was important in terms of America. Uh, I mean, Michael will probably correct me on this, but wasn't it Clinton who said that presidents are hired to win? Well, this one, uh, President Obama has won. The rest of the world seemed to be supporting that. So whatever happens next... They're going to go on because they're going to be saying this attack on general militancy and look out for what happens in Yemen next, general militancy, it is doable, it is winnable.
0: Professor Stathis, do you think that bin Laden's death, as some people suggest, will recruit a new generation of younger activists?
3: I think that there'll be a little bit of an effect of that, but uh, I think some other events uh, may, uh, may actually be more important here. Um, it, it's interesting to look at the death of Bin Laden in combination uh, with things that have been going on in Egypt, in Tunisia, and uh, and, and other places in the Middle East. Um, uh, just a few weeks ago, there were comments being made in the American press that what happened in Egypt and Tunisia, what's going on there, um, might be working uh, in, in, to a great extent to uh, basically make uh, al-Qaeda and terrorism as a tactic Um, uh, irrelevant. Now, I'm not sure I'm ready to go that far, but I think that there may be an interesting combination here of this death and events that are going on that uh, may start to turn young uh, uh, people in the uh, Islamic world away from terrorism and um, uh, look to other means for meaningful social and political change.
0: All right, Professor Michael Stathis, thanks for your time today. Well, of course, the Middle East has been rocked since January by a wave of pro-democracy protests, but there's little evidence of widespread support for the kind of violent uprisings espoused by bin Laden. And the Prime Minister sees cause for optimism in that.
2: This idea of a clash of civilizations that narrative is now shown to be wrong and poisonous. And the exciting thing, if you like, but it is very difficult, is there is now an alternative of this Arab Spring of countries reaching towards greater human rights and civil rights and democracy. And it's that, in the end, plus a solution of the Arab-Israel conflict, that will lead to the long-term defeat of Al-Qaeda.
0: Professor Paul Rogers is still on the line. Uh, Professor Rogers, do you think bin Laden is already yesterday's man, or he was when the US killed him?
2: I think he probably
7: was. He was sidelined, but still symbolically very important. And I think the al-Qaeda movement, which is extremely dispersed, will go on in different ways. And It may well be, as Christy was saying, that the United States will use stronger force. But I think Professor Stasis is spot on in the sense that it is the Arab Spring which is much more important. And if it leads to more emancipation, more equality, more democracy, then al-Qaeda really is sidelined. But, and it's a hugely important but, if it doesn't, if it fails, that is when al-Qaeda
6: will be able to make a comeback.
0: Christopher, briefly, is there cause for optimism then?
6: Um, There's always cause for optimism if you think you're on the winning side. Um, General James Jones, who was the NSA uh, commander, he said, we're actually what we're fighting is a clash of civilizations, a clash of religions, and it's a clash of how we live. If I were looking for two people that would worry me far more than Osama bin Laden has in the past five, six years, I'd be looking at Mullah, uh, Muhammad Omar, the Taliban leader in Afghanistan, and Anwar al Olaki, the Yemen leader al-Qaeda leader. These are the dangerous guys. These are the guys that are going to be fixed.
0: Christopher Lee, on that note, we'll leave it. Professor Paul Rogers, thanks for your time today and thank you, Christopher, as well. That's it for this week. My thanks to you both. As the dust settles following bin Laden's killing, we'll bring you the latest analysis here on SITREP together with all the other big stories from around the world. You can get in touch with us by emailing sitrep at bfbs.com. We'd love to hear from you. But for now, from me, Kate Sherbo, thanks for listening. speak to you next week. Bye-bye.
4: This is FitRap on BFBS.